This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Before this episode begins, I should let you know that we are definitely going to be spoiling The Last Road in Issue 4. If you haven't read it, go back and read it. You have been warned. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And this week, we're going to be talking about The Last Ronin Issue 4, Blood and Snow. It's finally here! Man, we were back in like June, when I was like, it's going to be forever. And now we're finally here. Yeah. And it was forever. (laughs) But it lived up to the hype. Yeah. Did it, though? It did. Did it, though? There's only one way to find it. It did. I had a good time. <laughs> wow. Way to bury the lead. <laughs> I, you know, I got to keep you in a little bit of suspense. Right. right. Uh, but no, it, it, it's great that it's finally here. Um, did you guys pick up the extra uh, variant cover by any chance? No. No. I thought, I thought about it. I held it in my hands. But it was an extra 20 bucks. And I was like, you know what? I got other books I'm going to buy today. And I did. Because I found that, uh, what was it, Teenage Mutant Turtles Adventures uh, Collected Edition. That's awesome. I've been keeping my eye out for those. They made like four of them. I noticed. um, And I've only seen, I've actually, I've never seen this collection before. Um, And then I was looking online and like on eBay. Mm -hmm. And I could only find this version. Interesting. I think it's the Tundra publication too, isn't it? Yeah, I was looking up Tundra Publishing. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles adventure. So I might have to expand my search a little bit. Yeah. Now, uh, which which variant were you, were you picking up? Because in the back of this book, there's like a two-page Oh, that's right. Okay, so it was the retailer exclusive one, the RI edition. The Dave Watcher one? Yeah. yeah. It looked really cool. Um, but I also, I don't have any of the other variants for any of the other issues. And my OCD would just go nuts. Oh man, I can't believe like there's certain Facebook groups I'm in and stuff where people will post like their entire last Ronin number one collection. Like that alone is like 120 issues. Yeah, and it's like covers. guys, I, you know what? Hey, as long as they're a responsible adults spending their money the way they want, that's fine. Yeah, not for me though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, for me, I gotta be choosy with my books. Yeah, I actually almost bought this digitally just because like I didn't want to drive down to my store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah it's tempting i mean my thing is is i just i like reading physical when i can and like i know i'm gonna love the last ronin you know i have every issue so far to me it's only gotten better every issue so like i buy it physical because i know i'm gonna enjoy it that way well, but, i mean i mean there's also sense. there's also you know the supporting your local business like i love yeah. supporting my comic book store 
you know, I spend as much money as I can in there every couple of weeks. And like, they love me there too. <laughs> but like, it, it, there's just, there's something cool about heading to the store and just like having the book ready for you, like pop it in, like, hey, it's me, Templeton. Here's your books, Mike. Yeah. You know, it's a nice feeling. It's like Cheers, but uh, I went up with a bunch of comic books at the end. So well, it is, it is like Cheers, yeah. except for like the three people, the three new people who don't know my name. <laughs> right <laughs> again but that's woody there's harrelson a couple of people, there's a couple of people at the store that do listen to the show though so nice uh because i do talk about the show a lot and so they all so they all know when i go in like i'm there for turtle stuff yeah nice no i mean that's i'm known as the ninja turtle guy at my store especially back when urban legends was coming out every month i was there every month getting my ninja turtles issues and leaving and so, like, I became not saying hi, turtle guy. <laughs> well, hey, uh, if one of you guys from the store are listening, uh, we've only heard good things. Thanks for <laughs> listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're great people, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, <laughs> I love every each and every one of you guys. No, seriously, I do. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but speaking about comics and books, let me tell you a story. The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear about Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it! All right, so issue number four, Blood and Snow. Our story is by Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird, and Tom Waltz. Script is by Tom Waltz and Kevin Eastman. Layouts by Kevin Eastman. Pencils and inks by Esau and Isaac Escorsa, Ben Bishop, and Kevin Eastman. Color assistance from Samuel Plata uh colors by luis antonio delgado letters by sean lee edits by bobby kerno so we open up our story with mikey and casey marie and a squad of guys storming stockman's island because it turns out he has his own island off off of off of the manhattan island they're struggling but they're surviving casey saves the ronin and then he has a flashback or at least we flashback in the story uh, we flash back to Mikey watching Casey and then walking in on her as he's training and points out that she's not actually that skilled and shows her that she's not very skilled. And by the end of their little uh, sparring match, he ends up telling her that he'll train her and she hugs him and they have a nice moment together and she leaves. April walks in and is happy to see her daughter bonding with him and it reminds her of the old family in Splinter. Speaking of, she wants to know the rest of the story about what happened with Splinter and Donatello. So Mikey explains that when he got to Japan, he found the Japan Hamato clan, which is a new addition to this story in this universe that hasn't existed before. Um, and they break the news to him that his father and brother died in an epic battle. It was supposed to be peace talks before it turned into a surprise attack from the dishonorable Oroku Hirato. April tried to comfort Michelangelo after he finishes telling the story by talking about how she and Casey are here now and he's forming a connection with her. And then Michelangelo accuses her that the connection is of April's design and that, in other words, that Casey is uh, exhibiting superhuman speed, strength, and healing, and he thinks April did it intentionally. April explains that it's not like that and that uh, it's actually just from her and Casey being around irradiated mutant turtles all the time. And so that must have affected them and has now given uh, Casey special mutant abilities. Um, we cut back to the battle. 
It's still going. It's still not going well. They've lost contact with April, and Stockman has now sent out his mousers uh, to get rid of them. But just in the nick of time, April shows up in the tank at, from the last issue and is able to take out the majority of the mousers. She blasts her way to Stockman in the mainframe, then hooks up Honey's Cut's head to the mainframe. Stockman try, uh, tries to throw everything he has at them, but ultimately fails when the Fugitoid gets control of his nanobites and rips Stockman to pieces and then takes down the mainframe. The people in the city begin to rage against the machine since the foot police bots are now shut down. Hiroto is pissed and orders that everything with a weapon be brought to his tower immediately. I think we won, says Casey Marie. Not the battle, but the war, says April. And not at a price I'm willing to pay anymore, says Mikey. The end. Riveting stuff. Bold storytelling. Oh, definitely. I freaking loved this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely was the best issue so far. Yeah. It's, it's killer. It's amazing that it's still so good. Like, I think when we started talking about this story in general, I was like, you know, it's a story that's been told a billion times, right? I mean, this is basically the Dark Knight Returns, but Dark it's like, just even, so good. And it keeps surprising me. Like, it, Even more so because, like, Casey Marie is literally dressed as, like, Carrie Kelly Robin. Yeah. <laughs> well, not literally, but, like. Not really. It's pretty. It's. Yeah, but, I mean, like, the inspiration is there. Like, she looks like Nightwing more, but. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, sure, but I was like, my first thought was like, hey, like this is, this is you know Frank Miller, Batman, and yeah. Casey Kelly, Robin, um, especially on the cover of the next issue at the end of the book, like that's very much a, you know, Dark Knight Returns esque cover, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's one of those full circle things, you know. No, I mean, it, it definitely is. It definitely is. Writing is what inspired Ninja Turtles originally. It would make sense that we take some inspiration from Frank yeah, totally. for this end story. So speaking about going full circle and going around things, let's go to the second time around. Hey, nice junk. So definitely uh, Carrie Kelly Rock. <laughs> I think it's, it's Cassie, isn't it? Cassie Kelly? No, it's uh, Carrie Kelly. Carrie. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Cass- no, Cass- Cassandra Kane is Batgirl. There we go. That's why I'm getting confused. All right. Yeah, I was getting all mixed up in my head too. I was like, Ste- and Cassie, and I was thinking Stephanie, and I was like, no, that's that's spoiler. No, spoiler. Girl, she was a Robin too, though. So, she was. boy, how many? Uh, you know, for such a loner, Batman sure has a lot of Batgirls and Robins running around out there, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was hot. I, that was that's one of my favorite lines from uh batman beyond return of the joker when like the joker's like like oh like we you know harley and i wanted a kid and we noticed you know we can't do it the legal way but we always noticed that you had a couple spare kids running around so we borrowed one <laughs> and they like kidnap and torture robin yeah spoiler alert that movie's great working on ghostbusters oh okay that makes sense. an artist on there which that would make way more sense if that's who it's referencing tom if you're listening let us know don't worry i'm sending him a dm remember perfect tom if you're listening thanks for answering <laughs> us already uh peter zaragoza is the colorist is a colorist for idw comics 
He does the colors for Ghostbusters, number 9, 10, 11, 12. Uh, probably, right, probably so Tom, just, Tom, just let us know which Zaragoza this is. Because we yeah. <laughs> we've got, we all done our Zaragoza own work here. And Peter Zaragoza. And maybe Ray and Peter are related. Maybe they're brothers. And so that's why. Maybe it's a composite Zaragoza. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all of them. That'll be the next Turtles villain, the composite Zaragoza. <laughs> <laughs> I did, Spencer, I did a similar thing. I like Googled every name that was in here and I, I found the Avalone and the Zaragoza. The only other one I found anything for, and this has got to be just a coincidence, but uh, the Hamato clan leader is Shinichiro. Uh, Shinichiro, I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently Shinichiro Miki was the voice actor for Bebop in Japan. Oh. Which makes me think that's that's too ob- obscure to be intentional in my. I opinion. don't know though. Maybe not. Yeah. Who knows, man? I don't but know. I recognized David Avalone, like yeah, when I saw it immediately. Well, not David, but I recognized Avalone. I was like, that's someone that Kevin Eastman has worked with, and I was like, drawing blood, and yeah. But yeah, the Zaragoza is the one that still has me scratching my head. And I'm going to guess it's probably actually the Peter Zaragoza that is the colorist at IDW. Hey there, this is Spencer from the future, stopping the podcast real quick to let you know that we actually did figure out who the Zaragoza is, finally. Uh, And it's actually Tom Waltz's wife's maiden name. So yeah, we were way far off, but hey. Hopefully you get a good laugh out of this. That's that's my best guess. Sorry, Ray, for dragging you into this. <laughs> See, like, I spent most of my time, like, looking at backgrounds and, like, trying to figure out, like, was there any hidden Easter eggs in the background? Like, with, uh, what was it, Kino last issue? Mm-hmm. Kino and uh, Venus was in it, too. And the Venus in the last the, issue, which the... we didn't get. We didn't get Kino again this issue. Right. So hopefully Kino didn't die in the last issue. Hopefully not, but I imagine he did if the whole building got blown up while he was in it. Uh, I couldn't tell if the Stockman robots at the beginning are based on anything. Because um, they all, they they look like, I thought they were like Utromanin or Tromian in design at first. Yeah, they have like pink highlights to it's them. uh they have like a pink skull in the middle yeah hmm. um but like i can't they don't look like anything and they don't look like anything we just read in mirage so it i don't know i can't i can't place them exactly yeah there, there was that and then he's got a like a alarm head that's shaped like fugitoid's head okay and so that confused me and i have that in my i have that in my anchovies oh okay i don't want to get into that just yet gotcha but, the only other thing I noticed is at the end, the robots are on a single wheel, like those roadkill Rodneys from the yeah, like, video game. But I don't know if that's like intentional or if that's just a... But they don't look like Rodneys either. Though. Yeah, they don't look... because from, wheels... from the wheel up, they don't look like it. But from the wheel down, they do. <laughs> it's like, But like the wheel is like a giant like monster truck wheel. Like it's huge. I, I would uh, admit. Or like, like, like a gizmo duck wheel. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. And then, I mean, I guess the one thing I did want to add, though, about the uh, the names thing is that it's very much like the old Mirage comics that way, you know, those little like including the names of their friends and people they know and work with in, in the book. Yeah, uh, it's just a nice thing that used to happen all the time in the Mirage comics. And it's it's fun to see here.
Also, Cyborg Stockman. Stockman is Cyborg Stockman. He becomes a cyborg in the original Mirage as well as 2003 series. Yeah. Now we get to see him as a cyborg again. Definitely more human here. Definitely more human. The other ones, but yeah. Yes. I don't know if we talked about this last time, but uh, I listened to oh Turtle Tales Radio and they interviewed Ben Bishop. Love those and guys. Said, yeah, Ben Bishop in their interview was saying that each turtle had like a piece of red as part of their equipment. So I don't know if you noticed it this time, but Don's bow has a little red band on it as a memorial to Raphael dying. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Inside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really. The only red I see on it is blood. Yeah, he stabs that guy through the head with it. Oh, there it Crazy. is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a little tie at the end. I also noticed um, the Hamato clan logo. Like in the last issue, Leo had it on his shoulder and it was, I think, Mike, you called it the pizza flower. Yeah, it's the pizza flower. But here it's the three dots, very similar to what he had in the original cartoon. Yeah, it's actually like, it looks exactly like Usagi Ojimbo's logo too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of, I don't know if that's a little nod to them or what, but. But yeah, but it's it's definitely not the pizza flower. Right. Mm-hmm. And then nanobots. It's like Peter Laird is living on in this story. <laughs> <laughs> nanobots is great. I'm already almost, I'm pretty much already getting into I love being a turtle because I love stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get right, through well, this, we gotta get through right. anchovies, then you can talk about what you like. <laughs> all right, well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get into some anchovies. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I can't let you know. So, um, my first anchovy is the nanobots, actually, though. Like, oh. it just kind of shocked me that, like, I couldn't tell. Did Baxter explode into nanobots? Did Fugitoid explode into nanobots? Yeah. Why did either of them explode just, into nanobots? Just, just Fugitoid's head in general. Like, I just, it just, it got, it was teased and it, like, it felt like it was getting set up for something important. And then it's just like, it's just basically a bomb. Yeah. Like, I was, like, everyone's like, oh, you know, Professor Honeycutt's cutting back. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, it's literally just a bomb. And the thing that annoyed me was that in the last issue, or at the, at the beginning, the little bot that, that you were talking about, Keith, was like, it looked exactly like Fugitoid. Mm-hmm. His, his alarm system? Yeah. Baxter's, yeah. And like, I was trying to look at it, and then like, when I realized later that like, Honeycut, like the head was going to float in there, or like, April still had the head, I was like, okay, maybe that one was like a little floating mouser head, because we see one of those in another panel. But it's just, it's too similar of a design. And like reading it and with everything going on, I literally just thought Future Toad was already there. Uh, so which one exploded into nanobots though? Was it Baxter or was it Future Toad? I think he took, he, well, he takes control of the nanobots. And I, I imagine that he probably just has the nanotech everywhere, probably repairing and working on things. Okay, so I thought the nanobots were inside of Fugitoid's head. And when he exploded, and that's why like April's like, thank you, Zayton. I mean, I, I, thought he, I thought he just took control of Baxter's nanobites. I'm pretty sure that's what it said. Oh, see, okay, yeah. I missed that. That that makes more sense to me. I, I kind of thought the same thing that Mike thought 
because I, you know, like in the IDW comic, he can like shift form. I always thought that was some sort of nanobot thing. So I thought yeah. he just exploded into his nanobot components or something. But yeah, I guess it makes more sense if he took over Baxter, like the ones that were keeping Baxter alive and then used those to reroute the energy or whatever. Yeah, no, it says... I'm just gonna make sure I'm I'm right, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it says it takes over Baxter's nanobots. Yeah, there's still a lot we don't really know about the villains. Like, how did Baxter get that way? How did Karai? Why did Karai uh, break the truce? Why does Hiroto have Karai's body still on a tube? What's the deal with the like weird crow thing or eagle thing that grabbed Hiroto in the last issue? Like, there's still a lot we don't know about the villains. Okay, so the line is Baxter's dead. The yeah. nanobites swarm. Honeycut is in control now. So I, I bet he took over Baxter's nanobots then. But like, maybe we didn't know Baxter had nanobots before. True. Yeah. That's why I thought. That's why I thought Honey. They exploded out of Honeycut. I mean, but do we need to know? Like, yeah. we didn't know that Honeycut was nanobots before either. So yeah. Either way, yeah. It just, it just, it's not explained because like all of it, like he explodes and then all of a sudden there's nanobots and it's like, okay, where the hell did the nanobots come from? Were I they already everywhere. there? The tiny, the tiny microscopic robots. They I know, but it just makes it would just be better if we just knew where the nanobots came from. Yeah, just like just one line would clear all this up. Exactly. Or something, you know, right. like exactly like Honeycut took over saying, Baxter's uh, nanobots. Boom. Yeah. Done. done. Or yeah, whatever. But uh, it's that uh, it's a small anchovy in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it doesn't bother me. I don't really care. Already. I mean, it's a it's an anchovy of nano proportions. <laughs> oh, jokes! I got them. Yeah, this isn't really an anchovy. It's it's actually more like a second time around that I just forgot to make notes of. But they've, I mean they they had the flying mousers in the first issue that look like dogs, and it looks like they've totally ditched those, which isn't really a complaint of mine because I didn't really like the dog anchovies. That was like my one complaint. <laughs> The dog, the uh, dog anchovies, the dog mousers. I mean, dog mousers. I so I definitely like this design more. So I'm not complaining that they uh, seem to have gone with a different design. Yeah, no, that, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, they're really cool. I I like the dog mousers though. They look they look like uh something out of a goofy cartoon. You know, like <laughs> they're like just these fat little pug things with tiny little legs. Yeah. But they, but they flew also. Why they have legs even? <laughs> why do you even need legs for that yeah but that's all i had like, uh, like and that's not really an anchovy <laughs> yeah all right. i did think uh michelangelo's last line was a little weird that it, they won the battle but not at a price he's willing to pay anymore yeah I, like that's something at, and not at a not at a price i'm willing to pay anymore and it, yeah what price did mikey pay did, well he was he was gonna give his count- life for it right I mean, I think it's just the lives of all those other people. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. People who died. But like I said, I think we're going to get more clarification on that in the next issue. That's like I hope so. Saying. All right. Those are my two very small anchovies. Are okay. Ready to eat all the right. rest of this pizza? All right. Then I got the big one. Here okay. we go. All right. I hated how they did Donatello and Splinter dying. I, I feel like I'm missing a page. I mean, it's how they've done everyone that's died, though. Like, they never actually, like, show the... Like, they didn't no. show 
Casey and Raphael. Well, Casey got blown up. So, yeah, you know, they're not, not going to show that. But they did show Raph, like, getting stabbed. And then, like, that's a lot more implied uh-huh. than this. Like, the the panel, the specific panel is Donatello, like, blocking arrows with his arm. And then Splinter's behind him who has not taken any arrows yet. There are still arrows coming in in the panel, yes. But Splinter doesn't have any in him yet. And so, and then we just cut to everybody's reactions of Splinter, you know, being dead. And then it's like not until the bottom of the next page where they, you know, where they all say your father, Master Splinter, was was all of these, a legend and all that. And it's like, you just see Donatello's staff. And it just, it just feels like we're missing like a page showing Splinter getting hit or like, there, there should have been one more panel in between. I yeah, see that, I mean, yeah. The thing is they've never, they've never actually shown like their dead body just laying there, though. No, no, no. And I'm not saying they should show the dead body, but they should, like, if jumping from that scene where he has not been hit to being hit off panel and everyone reacting to his death, that's... It- that's it feels weird and it feels like there's missing context it's almost worse because like the only thing that happens between those two panels is the hamato clan shoots a bunch of arrows so he could have been killed by friendly fire yeah exactly yeah and it's like who who killed splinter because it it looks like donatello took the brunt of the uh of the foot clan arrows But then after that, Splinter, you know, the Hamato clan fires their arrows. And like you said, yeah, they could have been the ones to kill Splinter by accident. They don't say that, obviously, when they're telling <laughs> Michelangelo about this. Yeah. But it was probably you know, this one archer in the top right corner. Yeah. He's like, and he's yeah. the new guy. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have a flag like the rest of them. Yeah. Like, he goes, <laughs> oh, guys, I'm going to get my, I'm going to earn my flag today. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm earn my flag today. Oh, gee. Oh, geez. Oh, no. So bad oh, at the, this. The rat one was the bad guy, right? <laughs> Herato. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but joking aside, like it, it, it just, it just felt like, it just felt like it kind of came out of nowhere. Like it, and, and they've done it. Using the Raph example again, like we saw Raph get stabbed, so they could have shown Splinter getting hit by by arrows and and done it in silhouette. If they don't want to draw Splinter, you know, taking a bunch of arrows in, in his body, just you know, black him out and show the arrows like sticking out of him. You know, it, get, it gets the same point across, mm-hmm. but it also it also gives us that through line of he watched Donatello die. He still attacked Hiroto. And then was still taken down by the arrows. But going a little bit further, it, it still feels weird because we haven't seen Mikey talk to Splinter yet. We we see him talk to the to the brothers in this issue, but he doesn't mention Splinter. He doesn't. He he still hasn't talked to Splinter. So do you think Splinter's still alive? Is that going to be the big? I reveal? thought. I thought that until the next page when we go back to like the Kevin Eastman drawings uh, for the flashback. Mm-hmm. And he says specifically, like they showed him uh, Donatello and Splinter's ashes. Mm, yeah. So I, I, I think the reason I, he's not talking to Splinter is because he's got Splinter's book. So he's got 
something. He's like he's got the Splinter's voice in that book. Maybe he doesn't have his brothers. Also, it just clicks to me before we started recording that the journal or that that the Splinter's book is the book on the cover. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I mean, what else could it be? I mean, like, no, I'm just wondering. I, no, never mind. <laughs> I, 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 just, I was just thinking about like, it. I was like, really realized that. I was just, I was just looking at it, and I was like, okay, like, there's Donatello's bow staff. Like, what could the book be? And oh, it, yeah. it's got to be his his journal. Yeah. yeah. Have we seen what's in that journal yet? I, I don't think we've seen the journal. We have. I don't even remember. It. I don't even remember the journal being mentioned before this issue. No, back back in the second issue, and when Michelangelo explains things to April. No, second uh, issue. That was almost a year ago. He he explains that he read through that like that's the book that he was training from for all these years and reading through that's right uh but yeah that was that was my biggest anchovy um casey marie being uh you know getting getting her super strength and everything that feels like a last minute convenient thing i'm curious if she'll turn out to be like carter in the 80s cartoon we're like, oh, good pull. Yeah, that'd be cool. She gets like a secondary mutation or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't mind it, but then it's like, okay, like, how much has it affected Casey and April? Like, obviously, Casey probably didn't affect too much because he's dead, but like, right. April, you know, does, I mean, the healing thing is a big part of it you know if casey heals faster too like it stands to reason april can heal a little bit faster mm, true not enough to grow back an arm though apparently. i i caught myself before i said that <laughs> <laughs> i was going there I and i was no like ah you know probably she, she wouldn't grow an arm yet but but yeah like it i don't know it, it that that felt a little too convenient i don't know like they're they're full formed human bodies like and then you know at that time like she would have just been conceived when they've been spending all that time with the turtles. You know, no, right. It was plenty, of, like, you're, you're definitely a lot more fragile as far as life goes at that point and can probably be yeah. heavily affected by something like radiation. Sure. Uh, Splinter's journal says no peace on the last page. Mm-hmm. Back in issue two. I thought, no I thought we had peace. seen something. Yeah. But yeah, it's is kind of weird. No back, to, back to the Casey Marie thing that, like, it does. It does feel weird. It feels like a weird time to bring up the fact that she's irradiated and like what. What does that mean? That's that's why I think they're. She might mutate in some way or have like a voluntary mutation like Carter did. You know, like. It just. Uh, it, it feels weird to to bring it up now and not have something come from it next issue. You know? Yeah, and and okay, so and, and so that brings me to like this point, I, and this isn't a, a a thing unique to this book. This, I have this issue with a lot of um shows that do this kind of thing where like they introduce like a huge thing like this in the penultimate episode or issue and it's like we're still we're still learning about everything right before everything's over yes but the other thing i do want to point out is that kevin eastman has said that it's very possible like tom Walt said it that it's very possible we're going to end up with sequels or prequels to this book if it does well. And it has done incredibly well. Yes. Everyone go back out and buy it again. <laughs> and that's, and that's fine. If it had not done well though, then we would, then we would be in an issue. 
I don't know. I just what? think it's cool. It doesn't bug me. It's like, yeah, she's fast and strong and has super speed and can kind of become a student now. Well, I mean, I just felt like he should have noticed that before. I mean, he never really fought her before. No, he didn't. But that's what I'm saying. Like, this is that scene where he starts training her probably could have been in issue three. Yeah, fair. I still have so many more questions, though, that I, I definitely want like a sister series to this. So, yes, I have a ton of questions like, like yeah, you know, so, so we know that this isn't a sequel to Mirage, but, um, but there's a there's a lot of things at this point. I mean, Splinter killed Shredder. Yeah, Baxter is not a robot. Uh, he hasn't taken his brain out and put it into a robot. Uh, I mean, my big my biggest thing was where Shadow. But yeah, yeah, where Shadow. <laughs> your, two, your two are a little bit bigger. Where Shadow uh, is Shadow. She's just was named by April instead of Casey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, the Hamato clan exists back in Japan. Um, the, Karai was Shredder's his, daughter. Was his daughter. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of things at this point that point to it not being in that continuity. So like, even if you ignore one of those, there's still four others, right? Yeah, exactly. And that was another thing, like the Hamato clan, like, you know, they're just, they're just hiding out um still just still just kind of not doing anything i mean it seems like they've got japan and like japan is kind of their stronghold and then hirato's got got new york that's kind of his uh, did it seem maybe. like that because it, it felt like they were just kind of in their own little compound i mean they they were in their own little compound in japan but then like hirato is currently living in new york he's not living in japan Right, but there, but there are the foot is still in Japan, right? I mean, maybe we don't know. Well, at least part of it is because it feels like something there. we should know by issue four. At least part of it is because that's where uh, they attacked Donatello and Splinter. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's where Hiroto was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. These are like details and stuff that I, to me just don't really need to be filled yet. Like, like, like they don't need to ever be answered ever like it's just something like oh this is something cool that has happened and it may never be answered and that's okay like it's just a whole new world we've been given this is also like the the sign of a good story it's it's got us asking questions and wanting more yeah yeah like i want i want to know and and then that's where my frustration is like i said because the the next issue is the last issue i'm worried that we're not going to get the answers and I, i don't think we will and I think we'll get them in some other... And then I'll never read another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book ever again. <laughs> Done. <laughs> it's a bold statement. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get like a prequel and some sequels and a, like maybe maybe a few prequels even. Yeah. The second to last Ronin. Yeah. We'll fill in these blanks. Last Ronin strikes again. Right. All-Star, Last Ronin in Shadow. All-Star, Last Ronin. There you go. And Casey Marie. And Casey Marie. No, Casey Marie. Casey Marie's superhero name is Shadow. I actually hope they do that. I want that that probably will be it, yeah. She's all dressed in black with purple I I know, with her little black mask. Yeah, I bet. bet. I'm down for that. I'm I'm all in. All right, my last anchovy is the Clan Hamato and Splinter kind of taking the dummy stick and just kind of like they question the meeting place as like 
because it's a burial ground or, or like the site of a battle. It's a cemetery. Yeah. They question it for like a second and then they just roll with it. I mean, well, they, there's there's scouts hadn't found any uh, he, notable. He kept, he kept saying that enough to be suspicious. Uh, you think it was a setup? I it, it that was a thing. Like I, he said it like, I, what did he say? Like two, three times. At least but twice. Was, yeah, but it was very suspicious. Yeah, it also could just be a thing for us, the readers, to be like, oh no, something's going to happen, so we anticipate it. Sure. It, it also did set up one of my favorite parts of the book, though. So I'll overlook it. <laughs> well, you know what? All right. So that is enough belly aching for me. Why don't we uh, talk about loving being a turtle? Oh, I love being a turtle. Yeah. So that uh, them being suspicious and stuff set up Splinter saying, if I trusted them, I wouldn't have brought a sword with me. <laughs> and then he like, Cuts the heads off of three dudes in one yep. swipe. The, yeah, Splitter the, is such a BA. Swip, swip, swip. Yeah. And he's like, uh, if you won't let me see your master, I'll just cut my way to him. <laughs> yep. He's ripping dudes' heads off. And that was, Splinter is that awesome was really in this cool. issue. Yeah, Splinter, Splinter is pretty cool in this one. Um, it felt like it was kind of implied that he is the leader of the Hamada clan. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, he's at least very well respected in the Hamada clan. So is this hamado yoshi splinter or hamado yoshi's pet splinter we don't know both again like who knows i mean yeah. maybe not his pet but maybe he's both a rat and like a you know a rat that was born a rat and hamado yoshi well i feel like the whole clan wouldn't bow down to a mutant rat but you know someone they knew yeah no i mean, I mean it's very possible that he was like human hamato yoshi before this like i'm definitely not ruling that out like it's we don't know yet we get a prequel series or something i'm gonna stick that in my, in my dm to uh to tom waltz yeah tell him to I explain gotta, this in i the gotta prequel, know <laughs> the second to last ronin it's the perfect prequel name tom you, that's free from me that's free the second to me. last ronin, ronin. <laughs> also also include that we would like casey to get a superhero name as shadow as shadow yeah, yeah. yeah. include that in our <laughs> yeah we charge for that one though just send a check to to Ninja Turtle Power Hour, P.O. Box 3849. <laughs> or, or just make or just make three, you know, pasty guy, you know, resistance members. There you go. Yeah. I'll take I'll take a cameo. Right. <laughs> I'll take a cameo too, man. Throw me in there. Totally. Three pasty guys, all, all three of us. It's not hard, man. Short haircut, big glasses, beard. Yep, there you go. Overweight. I, I'm like 90% of guys. <laughs> uh I think my favorite part of this whole book was just April driving through everything in the tank. Yeah. Just being like, I got stuck at the bottom of the river, just being pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She drove it through the river. I forgot about <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, yeah. That's why she lost connection. Yeah. It's because she was through going down through the river. Yep. Uh, and I just, I freaking love Cyborg Stockman. Like, he looks I like really Cyborg cool. Stockman. Yeah. He does look really cool. He's super cool. Cyber, you know, just just Stockman replacing his parts with robot parts. It's it's just some of my favorite things. It's just great. I love it. I wish we got like better full body shots to see everything. Because yeah, the the only times you ever really see Stockman are like he's sitting down and it's a lot of close ups of his face, and then like later on when uh, Honeycut detonates, you see his whole body, but it's like in it's like in an explosion 
Yeah. But yeah, like his muscles are all like veiny and sinewy and stuff. It's like, yeah, like he looks like he was like burned. It's and a cool like, design. Yeah. And then there's like another panel, like he's got like robot like pecs and abs going down the front, but then like the sides are still all meat. Yeah. So gross. Oh man. I we need like a Ben Bishop. Uh it is a cool Baxter Stockman series. It know? is a cool shot where uh it, it, he like Honeycut is detonating and like the cyborg bits are blowing off of Baxter. Mm-hmm. And like you could see the guts and stuff underneath, and that's that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Other thing I love the robots. <laughs> the robots all look cool. I love robots, and they did a good job with these ones. They are pretty cool robots. Yeah. And nanobots. <laughs> Spencer loves Nano, the character from the 2003 series, more than anyone in this world. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I know. Probably, but it's you not know like just the character Nano. It's just like it's one it's of those fine. things that has become a part of Ninja Turtles for me because, like, it's in Volume Four. You know, like Peter Laird, like, was really interested in nanotechnology, and so their inclusion just makes it feel Ninja Turtley. I just feel like all Ninja Turtles should include nanobots somewhere. All I'm saying. Do the tiny spider robots that take over refrigerators that Casey Jones have to has to beat up in the 87 cartoon count for you? Or is that not yeah. small enough? <laughs> Say that again? Close enough. Close enough. Right. <laughs> Close <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> they're maybe not nano, but they're like centimeter size, oh. right? <laughs> Guys, you're going to hate me. I have one more anchovy I forgot. Oh, no. Uh, I'm just going to have to save it for after. We're talking about uh, All right. All right. It's fine. <laughs> Stick around for the bonus content, guys. Stick around for the it's bonus. A doozy. I, I, I really enjoyed this issue. I especially like the like kind of turducken feel of it, where we like start in the present, then work our way back to a flashback, then work our way to a story within the flashback, and kind of yeah parenthesis our way out of that like a math equation. Yeah. <laughs> Call cool. it a turducken. <laughs> yeah, it's a story within a story within a story. Turducken. I- and it, it works and it really works though they made it work which is really cool yeah no, yeah it, it it definitely worked um like we said at the top like this is probably all three of our favorite issues so far yeah i got i freaking love the action it's just awesome the whole way through the book you can definitely tell it's kevin eastman laying it out mm-hmm. you know and then you've got just you know because you've got like the sci-fi ninja fights in the future where they're just like punching through robots and bringing in tanks and and then you've got like the feudal Japan style war when you go back with Donatello and Splinter, which was super awesome. You know, yeah. Keith already talked about the beheadings and the the just everything, how how beautiful it all looks too, because it's you know like Ben Bishop's art. And so you've got like, you know, blood looking like the prettiest you've ever seen blood look while also looking. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really cool. Yeah, I, I no, it's great. Yeah. And then Casey's superhero look, you know, that she's got going on. Digging it. Awesome. I'm digging it a lot. Yeah. It's totally like superhero, but like, it looks like it could work. Like, kind of tactical gear, you know? Yeah. And then you've it's also, also it's also Angel's color scheme, I noticed. You know, the yeah. purple and black. Yeah, I didn't notice that too. Yeah. And then you've also got Splinter and Donnie's new fits as well. Like, they're they're looking real fresh out there in Japan. <laughs> what they yeah they're like they changed clothes after they landed i noticed that they 
must yeah. have put on something more ceremonial. The hat like on Donatello is pretty pretty choice. Yeah, it, and yeah. like yeah, he even has like the padding on his arms though that he uses to like block the arrows and stuff, which was really. That's cool. why I thought he was okay. Because <laughs> he has that like cool like extra padding on his arm. Yeah. So like I thought he was fine, and then it's like you jump to that next page, and it's like oh he's fallen. It's like what? I mean, I think there's still like another volley of arrows you can see in the air coming down. There it's is, the it's the Hamato clan. And I, and I mentioned it. Yeah, it's the Hamato <laughs> clan that accidentally killed him. Yes. And then uh, also Kevin Eastman's art for his part looked better than it has in any other issues so far as well. Uh, I was going to say that too. Yeah. Um, Much clearer. I feel like I poo poo his art a lot, but no, uh, this is. I I I don't know if they did anything different on the inking, but uh, it was great. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I like when Michelangelo is in the snow and the mountains of those uh, those issues because it looks like the uh, it was like a Playmates toy that was Donatello in Arctic gear. It looks exactly the same as that. <laughs> it's probably not a coincidence, right? Assume it's not. Good <laughs> issue. Yeah, yeah, great, great issue. Uh, cannot wait for the finale, especially because we don't even know when it's going to be right now. It's probably gonna be 2022 at this point, right? I I mean, who knows? Like, it could be if everything goes smoothly. I imagine it will be December, but nothing. I, say, I, th- I think I saw you respond to somebody uh, that it's like every quarter yeah. right now. That's kind of how they seem to be trying to release it. If everything goes smoothly, I think it'll be out in December. But if you guys don't know, we hang out a lot in the TMNT subreddit. Uh, Three of us just kind of answering questions and you know, all that fun stuff. So yeah. Yeah. It looks like even if it's between then and now, we're gonna get uh, a deep dive of issues two and three. Yeah, it looks like design archive. Yeah, it looks like we're gonna get something like the director's cut they did, but uh for issues two and three. Yeah, that's November 2021. So which I don't know if I'm gonna pick that up, but I haven't. I didn't pick up the director's cut. I haven't picked up for this one in hopes that we will get all this stuff in like a full book with the whole last row in it. I can just kind of get it all together because I also yeah. want to this in a in a full book. Yeah, I want the like hardbound every piece of content they went through for this, like the original script from Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman. Like, yeah, I want everything. I, yeah, exactly. IDW, if you're listening, I will pay upwards of an inc- up to one hundred dollars for that book. So I'll do one hundred and fifty. <laughs> Don't put up. Do I can't. Then I can't afford it. <laughs> no, you're going the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Dig up, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Keith. Like a hundred dollars, I would definitely do. It. <laughs> yeah. But no, like a cool, a cool. A uh, hardcover edition with like all all the behind the scenes stuff and um, annotations, like in the uh, ultimate collections. Um, that'd be great, mm. especially if they can get like notes from Peter and like yeah. see if he says anything about like later issues. Yeah, that, that kind of greedy, but if it could come with some sort of audio disc of like Peter and Kevin reading it to me, that'd uh, that's that's pretty greedy there, Keevan. Okay, that's definitely, right, that's definitely right. not in the hundred dollar budget. I gotta just find the boundary and go right over it just a little bit. Oh, okay. I'll come back. Okay, I'm, I'm good with. I that. would just you know just weep a little bit, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> 
his work, Kevin. All right, the sunset's getting weird now. Uh, guys, if, uh, you loved. I mean, let us know what your favorite part of the last run in issue four was, because um, you know we kind of went over everything we caught. If you noticed something that we didn't, uh, let us know. Um, you know, obviously this is a spoiler episode, so I hope you haven't listened to this before oh, you yeah, read the issue. Frank, I should. <laughs> maybe, I'll maybe just like throw in a disclosure at the very beginning. Nah, if they made it this far, they know what they got yeah, themselves yeah. into. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'll throw in probably in the beginning, just. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh guys yeah let us let us know if you caught anything we didn't if you agree uh with you know our anchovies or uh our loving being a turtle um yeah this and is also, let us know if you know who zaragoza is if you figure it out if you, know, you yeah, think it's real. one of the three zaragoza's <laughs> who is or composite so- zaragoza <laughs> also let us know I do like the idea of a composite Zaragoza. I think that's the best option right there. <laughs> Probably. Who is Pepe Silva? <laughs> it's Pepe Silva. Oh, man. It took me, somebody pointed out that, you know, because Charlie Day, or Charlie Kelly, the, the character is uh, not dyslexic. He can't read. What's the word yeah, I'm looking for? Can't read. Yeah. So that's he's like. Illiterate. He's illiterate. Yeah. So Pepe Silva is what he thinks Pennsylvania is Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Someone pointed out to me, I'm like, that's genius. Just a whole other layer to that joke. <laughs> oh, man. God, I love that show. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is just my ultimate favorite show that I will always watch whenever episode is on. May I offer you an egg in this trying time? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, we, our neighbors got chickens, so we all, always have eggs around now, and that's my favorite thing to do with my wife, and she hates it. <laughs> Nice. Uh, it's great. All right. Should All right. we get on to news now? Yeah, we should probably we should probably talk about news. Good, because I don't got any. There's no toy news this week. Really? Nothing I care about anyway. Mike, I've got some toy news for you. Lay it on me, buddy. This is April O'Neil of Channel Six. All right. First off, I don't know if you saw those uh, limited edition punk drunk action figures that are coming out. Oh, I did. So the punch drunk figures uh, are designer figures um, that, uh, you know, they're not for me. They're not for me either. They're also super expensive, frankly. But I'm also. It's like I, human looking and that's like. Yeah, they look, like, yeah, they look looking. like they're screaming. Yeah. yeah, I guess punk drunk's slogan is like uncool is cool. So they uh, look really, really dorky and weird, but which uh. you know is fine because like I'm all for designer stuff because it, it just it makes everybody happy. Like there's no point in being like, oh, like who's the market for these? I was like, well, obviously somebody. Yeah, people who yeah. want that. <laughs> yeah, pe- people who want that. It's like those. Um, oh god i can't remember the name of the artist but like the guy who designed like those turtles that like were wearing hoodies and stuff like they were it was from like last year and there was like six hundred dollars for all of them and everyone was like oh like who is this for and it's like well it's for him like for his fans he's a very famous artist it's like these uh yeah i got it I, i can't remember the name of them I believe um, you. And, and when you're laying in bed tonight and finally you think of it, feel free to text me. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those things. It's like, it's like, 
you don't have to collect everything Ninja Turtles. So don't like if you see something that you don't like, you don't have to bash it either. Like, sure, it looks weird, but also like there's people who like that. There's people who think Ninja Turtles are weird. In general, you know, in like, general, weird, not yeah, just not frankly. just the Michael Bay versions. Um, I guess more t- toy news for you, Mike. What are you doing to me, man? Yeah, watch. I'm, this is me stealing all your stealing thunder, my man. segment. Uh, we got our first look at the new Super Seven toys. So it's oh, uh, that's a right. new wave. wave. Six just got announced. Yeah, Jeez so it's Louise. Sewer Surf and Mike. So slash... Sewer Surf and Mikey uh, slash Ace Duck. Mm-hmm. Mousers. Uh, a Mouser pack, and one of the rarest, if not the rarest. Uh, Playmates vintage action figure scratch. The the cat burglar. Oh, so, I just got it. He's a cat burglar. Yeah, he's yeah. a cat burglar. <laughs> uh, uh, but I've been on this planet over thirty years, and I finally got the most obvious joke. <laughs> so, okay, so so my prediction was Sewer Surf and Mikey, uh, Ace Duck, and Slash, um, and then I was throwing in. Uh, God, who was I throwing in? I wasn't throwing in Usagi. Um, I don't know. My fourth pick, though, was not Slash or Scratch. Um, I just, and <laughs> I've, I've been kind of making fun of it, too. Like, I, I posted I posted a shit post about it on, on, on our Twitter. Um, nobody cares about Scratch. Like, Unless nobody, you're collecting those old toys, right? Nobody would have cared about Scratch if he wasn't already so rare. Right. Like, nobody has attachment to the original figure. Because the original figure was in such low numbers that, like, not a ton of kids even had him. Yeah, I don't think I knew about, like, Scratch or Hotspot. Like, there was like a, a set that came out right after I got Turtles that included all those guys. And, and yeah, like Scratch, is, Scratch is one of the later figures. Yeah. So it's like it's Scratch, Hotspot, uh, Half Court, um, the Giraffe. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember another one, but it's like those three are like the ones everyone's like, oh, this is my grail. And it's like, okay, that's fine if it's your grail, but like you don't have to make up some story about how you loved the character as a kid. <laughs> Because, like, he was never a character on the show, and he was only in one of the Game Boy games, and it didn't even look like him, really. Right. <laughs> like, well, in the, actually, in the art, it doesn't look like him. In the game, it looks like that. It looks like the figure. But it's like, nobody has, nobody has nostalgic for that kind of thing. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Like, Collect what you want, but don't you don't have to make up a story for it. Just say you want the figure because it's a rare figure. Um, but flipping so, it over to Super Seven, like I think it's cool that they're uh, that they're doing it. I I figured they would. I didn't think they would do it this soon. Are you going to be picking these up then, Mike? Uh, you assume I already have it. Oh, okay. No, uh, <laughs> I I haven't I haven't um, I haven't paid. Uh, they just got, what do they get dropped on like Monday or Tuesday? Um, I have not done my pre-order yet. I have not psyched myself up to do it. I haven't talked to myself into, do I want all of them or not? Um, 
I'm definitely getting sewer, sewer Surfer Mikey. That's always been one of my favorites. Same thing with Ace Duck. Ace Duck has been my pick for this line for a long time. Um, the Mousers are cool, but they're more of a diorama piece. And I'm already kind of limited on space, so I don't need that. And when they're pushing 60 bucks for just that diorama piece, I'm kind of like, you know. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's a whole nother action figure kind of money. Um, Slash, I never had Slash when I was younger. I've never had a Slash action figure. Oh, Slash is such a cool figure. I had him when I was younger and I bought him a couple of years ago from a used toy store. Mm-hmm. And he actually, he came with Toka's weapons, which I think match him a lot better because they're black, not pink. Yeah. So. I think that was a later Slash. So I think you were the one who introduced me to that group, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Variations Guide. Yes. Uh, fantastic group on Facebook. If you guys want to learn about a lo- the different versions of specific action figures, um, TMNT visual uh, was a visual variations uh, visual variations guy. Yeah, but this um, this isn't a very slash. He was just like packaged with the no, wrong because well, there's a slash with a black belt. Well, yeah, he's got a black belt. Uh, it doesn't have the S on it. It's got a foot logo, which is what Toka's had. Uh-huh. And then he's got a black mace and a black nunchuck, which is what oh, Toka okay. had. So mine, mine just literally has the wrong weapons. Oh, but okay. They match them a little better, in my opinion, than the got it. pink ones did. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I because I told myself with the, with the Super Seven line that I wasn't going to get uh, characters that I did not have when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've already kind of broken that rule because I went back and I got Baxter. Uh, from a friend of mine, I, I traded for two foot soldiers. I, I never had original foot soldiers when I was younger. Um, and I never had the April O'Neil. Um, so all of those I have now. So I already broke my rule. I got to buy all of them. But yeah, oh, that's, that's, uh, that's <laughs> expensive because what threw me off was that it's five, uh, five figures this way of counting the mousers as, as their own like box figure yeah yeah um so when i was looking at like buying the whole wave on big bad toy store i saw it was like 275 bucks and i was like oh geez louise so i don't know i don't need the mousers um they're cool and what bugs me is that they come with um the correctly painted like like metal quote-unquote paint for a raft size that the original raft didn't come with so for me to get like a size for raft that match the metallic weapons that leo and uh mikey have i have to buy that set so that's kind of annoying yeah but and that's it's not 55 dollars you know (laughs) for me to want just those size like so I got to talk myself in like, do I need the other mousers? Do I need the little baby turtles and rat? Because that's the other thing too. It only comes with two baby turtles. Well, so you have to buy two sets. So I got to buy two sets and right. I got to have 10 mousers. Well, now, you got, now you got four side and 10 mousers and two rats. We can do two with the rats. Extra. Yeah. Um, and then scratch, like I said, nobody has any attachment to scratch. So it, it, it it's cool because it is a chance for somebody to get that figure in a way. Yeah. But it's not 
it's not something I'm like, I need it. But then, but then in the back of my head, it's like, oh, you have to complete the wave. You got to complete the wave. What if he's just as rare as he was? And it's, and, and, you know, somebody, somebody said that too. They're like, watch, they're like, watch that one be the, the rarest of the wave. And it's like, it can't really be the rarest of the wave. Like it can, but Super 7, if you guys don't know, uh, if you haven't started the TMNT Ultimates line, uh, Super 7 makes these two order. Uh, their pre-order period is open for a month. Um, you can order them on other websites later, like Entertainment Earth, Big Bad Toy Store, your local comic book store. Um, but uh, they're made to order, essentially. So you put in an order, Super 7 makes that figure for you. Mm-hmm. So everybody who wants a Scratch figure is going to buy in. Like, they have the opportunity to do it. And you can't really miss out on it. Like, almost for, like, another year, you won't be able to miss out on it. Because Big Bad Toy Store and Entertainment Earth and even Amazon, like, they do huge orders. And you're just buying one of the order figures they order. Right. So, like... I, <sighs> I'm sure Scratch will probably be one of the least ordered out of this wave. Because I wholly imagine that the that the Mousers will sell more. But I don't it's it's if he does go for like money, like if people try to sell him for money, it's only because like people are trying to cash in on the hype of the original Scratch being so rare. Well, any other toy news that you missed that I need to spoil for you? <laughs> uh, no, I think that's it. I think that's I think, it too. <laughs> I think that is it for me this week. Uh, so thanks, Keith, for uh, doing yeah. my set. Uh, in video game news, um, Nickelodeon has been dropping more uh, character pieces uh, and videos on all the characters coming up in uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. And uh, we got some cool videos of uh, April, Mikey, and Leo this week. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was... are, you, are you guys still gonna pick that up or on the fence? Or uh, yeah. I'm probably gonna end up taking a pass on it myself. Same, yeah. I'm I'm gonna pick it up probably when it goes on its first sale. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably gonna get the PC version, uh, only because. I I didn't realize this sooner, or maybe I did, and I mentioned it, and I've and I've forgotten by now. But there's no voice acting, right, for this game, um, which apparently is a thing with Nickelodeon games, and like the cheaper the game, the no voice acting there is. So, uh, yeah, kind of playing these characters with no voices. It just does not sound like a fun time. So uh, a streamer I watch mentioned that like he's going to get it on um, PC because somebody will inevitably add like mod in voice clips. And on PC, that'll be the only version you can really do that on. Hmm. So if I do, I'll play it on PC. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't even play enough Smash, really. Sam, I haven't played Smash for like a year. Same. A minute for me too. 
what uh what comic book news do we have this week spencer anything uh here on september 29th we've got issue 121 of the marat of the current main series coming out awesome yep so the day after this episode releases that'll be hitting your comic book store so go check it out or the comicsology app yep no, I, I mean, I, I get it stuff on the Comixology app, but I wait till it's a month old and then it's half the price. Ooh, smart. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll be getting issue 120 on. Wednesday. I just barely bought it <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking now I'm going to start going all digital now that uh, my good buddy Keith here gave me the missing issues from my IDW run. We'll probably will. Uh, yeah, huge thank you for that. Of course, of course. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go all digital now. I'm just running out of space. That, that, that box of the Ninja Turtle comics is so heavy. Yeah. No, I get And it's I just, I, I think I'm just going to keep the Mirage stuff and probably, um, yeah, I think I'm just going to keep Mirage. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a lot to, to keep a hold of. And so like, I just right now I'm just buying digital and then whenever they start releasing collections again, if they do of this series, I guess we still don't know. We're not hundred percent certain, but if they keep, you know, releasing those hardcover collections, then I'll, I'll just buy those. Yeah. But, I see a lot of people asking about volume 14. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a while because 13 just dropped. So yeah. Like and, if, if there is a 14. Well, I was, I was making, I was making the point, like a lot of people were like, Oh, like, uh, like why haven't they done it yet and I, I was using the excuse that there isn't enough content yet but now we're at 20 issues plus the two Jenica minis yeah mm-hmm. that's that's enough content to fill a volume yeah no definitely it's it's something that and it should be announced by now if it was moving at the pace that the other series was uh, that, that it I mean not the other series but the, the, the other volumes, moving, yeah. yeah the other rest of the volumes so but I mean I, like we are still living in this you know panini world so yes i mean it's, it could be that as well as they could just be deciding whether or not they want to produce hardcover collections of it uh because it's it's almost like they did reboot the series because like when they released the trade paperbacks post 100 they started yeah, adding like, the tagline re- reborn reborn yeah and so they might do the same thing for you know this as it starts coming out uh we don't know yet We'll have to see as time folds on. Right now, I'll uh, I'll add that in my DM to Tom Waltz. What's up? Send him a laundry list of questions. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tom, we were talking about here. If you could just answer <laughs> these fifteen questions for us, that'd be great. Maybe there we're you go. Back on the show again. Yeah. We well, just guys, have like wanna... a check in with Tom segment. You know, we just read the questions he answered from last week. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but guys, if you want to slide in our DMs, you can do that by heading on over to Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Ninja Turtle PH uh, and talking to us there. Uh, you can go listen to wherever <laughs> you listen to this podcast. Um, leave a review. Uh, we love to see reviews and they really help us out. They really help feed that uh, feed that algorithm. Um, and yeah, they just, yeah, we love you guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for listening. So, Spencer, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're taking a break. We're going to take a short recess. Got uh, to reset our, our brains before we jump back. 
we got to recalibrate, right? Because we're going back to the 87 cartoon, aren't we? We've been doing all this Mirage and, yeah, and Last yeah. Ronin stuff. I've, I've been stuck in all these dark and gritty Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, before we jump back into the 87 series, I uh, got to recalibrate our brains. Yes. But so we'll take we, next week off. So what are we doing? What are we doing the week after that, Spencer? We're going to be covering episodes 28, 29, and 30 of season three. So that's Beware the Lotus, Blast from the Past, and Leatherhead, Terror of the Swamp. We're finally at Leatherhead. Yeah. I can't believe it's taken him this long to appear in the show. Right? It's I such mean, a prominent video game character, at least. You know, you think you would have come up earlier, but. Oh yeah, no, he definitely definitely is in the comic books by for like a couple of years now. And it's, and it's like all three. Oh no. Oh, I'm on Mirage timeline. <laughs> I forgot what year our episodes are coming out. Yeah, we're still back in 89. Yeah. God, we're still in 89. Wow. After being in 1993 for, <laughs> for so long now. <laughs> Going back in time again. Yeah. I was looking up real quick here to make sure I was right on saying that because I'm pretty sure he came out around 87 is when oh 88 okay yeah so he'd have been out for about a year by the time this episode came out but yeah getting into the interesting stuff for sure okay for a minute I thought you guys froze (laughs) no 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 sorry I, I was actually trying to look up and see like around this time what was coming out in Mirage it looks like uh, these were in November of 89, so uh, Dreams of Stone would have been the issue that came out at the same time. That's the one with uh, Complete Carnage and Radical. Um, they, get radic- or they get Complete Carnage stuck in the river. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thinks it's like a it's, a... it's a road that they turn into a river and trap him. And actually, right before this was the river, so that's like where we are in the Mirage timeline. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's our show this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, Cowabunga Dudes. Cowabunga. Now I need to get some food in me and gallons of caffeine. time inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply nice April says that. April does say that, yes. And I I read that while drinking a gallon of caffeine. Well, All right, so a liter of, of caffeine. So my, my bonus anchovy. <laughs> I mentioned this last episode, how the color red on the spine was off. Yes. It wasn't the same color red as, as issues one and two. Take a look at the spine 
on issue yellow? four. It's a full on yellow. It's full on yellow. Just keeps getting lighter and lighter. I hate I hate it. <laughs> That's why I, I bought a second print of issue one. So now it's it's black, red, orange, yellow. There you go. I'm so I'm so annoyed. Yeah. If you get the director's cut, it's the director's cut is blue, so you get blue. Director's cut yellow. is the only one I have in a bag, um, in my long box. Uh, one through four I have on my shelf, like with the other turtle trades I have. Mm-hmm. It's sandwiched in between uh, reborn number two. Is that reborn number one? Uh, reborn number two, and uh, what was it? Souls Winter. Give like the big hardcover Souls Winter. Yeah, I love that book. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to get a big hardcover the last run, and then I don't have to worry about the different colored spines. You know? I know once right. once uh, once the hardcover comes out, I'm gonna sell um, those issues. To fund the habit. Tonight. It's breaking the habit, but you know. There's my ice ice cream truck. You got an ice cream truck driving by? It's yeah, he parks like outside of our apartment. Ah. And like he's a pretty nice, um, pretty nice ice cream truck. Like he's got like really cool running lights on it. Oh. Um, but he literally parks outside of our window. Oh, that's frustrating. Do uh, they still yeah. have the, the Ninja Turtle pop with the gummy ball eyes? Do I have that? Does he have those? Oh, uh, he has, yeah. Um, he's actually, actually, I think they don't make them anymore right now. Um, the last one that they did was for Rise. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so there was a, there was a ice cream cone based on like raf from rise so the was it like the same kind of thing except the same whole exact top thing. was red yep. okay huh. yeah it's all his whole whole mask and then the um the blue gumball eyes and then still never looks as good as it does in the picture yep <laughs> my yeah, friend I've, um, I've never gotten the uh the gumballs centered within the mask they're always like half in the mouth and barely yeah. even on the ice cream cone. <laughs> my my friend Colin um uh over on his Twitter he he's been doing like a little like contest all summer um like every week he's picking a winner and is 3D printing that popsicle. Um, I got a picture of it here. That looks delicious. It's it's really cool. Uh he sent me one and I have it on my desk. Um it's I just I love it. It's so cool. Ah. I glued it, 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 it cool. He, he sent it to me in pieces and it, um, it's, it was just like a puzzle. Like I had to pop the red part into the green part in the mouth and then I'd slide the eyes and the teeth in and then the popsicle stick. And then he printed a base for it that looks like it's melting. Oh, I, I think they, don't they make those for like the original ones that kind of look uh, like that? Yeah. So he based, I, I think he based his design, like his design is based off of the new popsicle, but it's like those. Cool. That feels like something that everyone on this podcast should have. Um, uh, those popsicle things? If, if you're listening, uh, I forgot your name already, sorry. <laughs> Colin. Colin, Colin, if you're listening. 
uh hit me up let's see what we can make happen should we get should we get a phone number for our podcast so people can call in uh i think i'll start putting the discord together there we go i'll finish i'll finish up the discord colin's actually in the discord now Uh, i'm a I invited him because I needed I needed him to help me test something. I I'm still old school, so Colin, if you could send me some sort of carrier pigeon or <laughs> smoke signal, uh, Pony Express letter, anything of that nature. <laughs> but no, Colin, Colin Colin's a great guy. Loves turtles. So it's like you, Spencer. He's tired of he's tired of eighty seven. Yeah, I feel that. I get it. I even looking at the. The clips from the new game the all-star brawl i'm like why did they go with 87 here so they did an interview with the developers and they were like apparently nick was like hey use the 2012 turtles um, yeah that makes sense like that's the show that aired on nick right but the the developers wanted to you quote unquote use the turtles they grew up with yeah which eh, okay but like it's I, weird and then it's like, I think it was easier for them to just copy and paste Mike onto Leo and vice versa. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like they're that literally why did it. swaps. Yeah. But the um the design of the turtles is based on the licensing art, like the new the new one where it's just like the weird puppet thing that they just edit the face and yeah. whatever. Yep. It's like I was like I was saying with the Nintendo stuff, like it's just too on model. Yeah. Yeah, and like my pretty much my I don't know, I've gone over it a hundred times with like the 87 thing. It's just the fact that it was kind of the same thing every episode. Like, you know, people say that you know the the series deserves to come back, and it's kind of like we already had nine seasons of that series that you can go back and rewatch because I'm sure you don't remember every last episode. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you love I'm sure episodes. I'm sure you only watched the first season. And yeah, maybe a couple of, of two and three, but, but you didn't watch seasons five. But I'm just saying, if this series is so good and deserves to keep going on, then like maybe you should go back and rewatch the whole thing. Uh, and and you know, just because you you have a lot of content there, there's there's a lot for you to watch. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, like- the same thing I I tell people who uh, diss on He Man Revelations or Masters of the Universe Revelations. It's not like the old show. Like, but did yeah. you watch the old show? Because I, I've watched it in the last year, and uh, yeah. I'm not sure you want that. Yeah, yeah. no, it's not. <laughs> it's not that great. Well, like this thing is like, do we want to just have you know the shredder showing up and the turtles thwarting him every single episode over and over again? You know, just like he man, did you want really another series of? Skeletor showing up and when you know in in being then being defeated and running off at the yeah. end and then well and. Saying that the turtles thwart Shredder is generous because really what happens is the turtles show up and Shredder's like, oh god, it's the turtles, and books it. Yes, like, like, yeah, like half the half the time he shuts himself down, <laughs> yeah, and leaves, and the turtles didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of one of those things where it's like you really want a series that's just more of that, you know? Like I would, I you know, it's I wouldn't mind seeing the Shred- turtles versus Shredder one more time as long as we didn't make it the whole series and we kept moving past it and and like that's what has me still excited about the idw series 
is that we're moving past it. You know, we've got like this whole thing set up with the Rat King. There are other villains that can be big bads for the Turtles. You know, I've mentioned Bishop a hundred times and how much I like him. And it's partially because, yeah, he's like a big bad that isn't connected to Shredder. He's not his henchman. He's his own thing that, you know, they have to deal with. Noel is another really cool idea that works as a big bad, the Rat King. Uh, And just to have a series that just moves off in those other directions and like lets us see that. Yeah, but they got to change Noel's name. They got to change what? They got to change Noel's name. That's too boring of a name. I, I don't have any problem with it. I think it's fine. But it's a no name. It's a null name. It's a null. It's yeah. It's a dull name. <laughs> I'm making a joke, man. It's a terrible joke. <laughs> I'm just being placating. mean. <laughs> but I mean, even even bringing in like in the IDW series for like a short arc, they brought in like Darius Dunn and had the Street Phantoms under him, and that like worked too. And like that would also work as a bad guy for a little bit. You know, like there there's so many options that they have. And honestly, you can mine the 2003 series all day for ideas. Like the, the 2003 series, even if you like, it's bit, like even if you exclude the episodes that are in, like they're from the comics. In my opinion, it is the most creative ideas for villains and other characters. Like way more creative than the other series were. Like you've got Nano with his nanobites. Like you want to head into fast forward, and you've got the street phantoms, like a gang of guys with phasing cloaks. You've got the Inuashi Gungeon. Um, you know, you've got the whole battle nexus that was created in the 2003 series. You know, the idea of a demon shredder was created in the 2003 series as well. Um, like it's got so many like great ideas. I'd even say touch and go aren't a bad idea that are just like new and creative and unlike anything we've seen in Missed that touch. Um, Missed excuse that you. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles exists. Yes, yeah, Rise but... of the Turtles is just this <laughs> fifth season of 2003. Exactly. It's exactly. just the Demon Shredder. They get mystical weapons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to to stop a flame-headed member of the Foot Clan. From... You see, I told somebody, yeah. uh, somebody, somebody asked, like, is Last Run a continuation of anything? And I said, it's the canon ending to Rise. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you know, and then it's also, like, mutants are just the other bad guys. Just, just a bunch of mutants. Like, which is... Yeah. What we've, what we've seen before a hundred times and like the 2003 series though like gets away from all of just mutants as your bad guys uh anyway and, and archie does kind of too with noel and, and other because that's where noel shows up as an archie and in those other places and so like i just feel like archie in 2003 can really be mined and like expanded on with a lot of the ideas it brought in um just to make the world bigger and, and to have big other big bads yeah IDW series has already shown just a small portion of it. But yeah. Threes, threes. There we go. So I'm not even just saying that because I got a lot of nostalgia for the 2003 series. It just genuinely has some like great ideas that can be mined and used in the future. No, you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. So what are you all doing with your week away? Going on vacation? Uh, catching up on projects? Probably Binge watching gonna... something? trying to figure out if i can play DD next thursday my world of warcraft guild plays DD every thursday so like i'm watching them on discord play and i haven't been able to play because we record on thursdays uh. that's not why i asked for next week off but but it just kind of like turned into like you know what, maybe there you go if we can get it if 
if we can get it together. They don't know that I'm going to do it. I'm talking to our guild leader. Just pop in like, hey, I'm uh, a yeah, bandit. Just, yeah. This is, this is, that's what I'm <laughs> literally going to do. Like, I'm going to be a guest character. Nice. Cool. What about you, Spence? Anything planned? Um, not yet. I mean, I'll probably see because I'm, I'm actually planning on this last because I just went to our convention last weekend, Fanex, the Utah nerd convention. Nice. And I'm sorry I wasn't as amazing and generous as you, Keith. And Don't worry. Honestly, I love okay, you. That's, that's why you were dressed up as Constantine, right? Yeah, that's why I was okay. dressed up as Constantine with my wife. Yeah, well, my wife was Satana, but... Uh, no, it was really cute. That was really cute of the two of you. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, there's so many guys, like, that generically just dress in a trench coat, you know, in comic books and everything else. But the second I got, like, a fake cigarette and put it in my hand, everyone immediately knew I was Constantine, which was yep. great. So. There you go. <laughs> if you're looking for an easy cosplay get fake cigarettes a trench coat and a tie and you're covered you can be constant <laughs> but my dad i, I actually want to like real good cosplay though and like i, I want to try and do i'm going to start off and i want like actually making something and i'm going to try and do guy gardner as my my first one as a nice. recovering as a recovering cosplayer let me tell you it's a it's a whole man I, I imagine it is. And I'm I'm just barely kind of eking into it a little bit and just like I feel like it's kind of on the more simple side. Have I have I shown you my guy gardener cosplay? Yeah, I think you have actually. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like my, my dad often gets mistaken for like dressing up like George Lucas. <laughs> just like he just looks like George Lucas. Like he's got a white mane of hair and nice uh, the beard and the, the physique. Yeah. That's great. And then I look like a younger, handsomer George Lucas. So there you go. The young, handsome George Lucas. Right. Yeah. It's it's like looking into a mirror. I've seen my father. But we'll put seen young George Lucas and he was hot. (laughs) Young George Lucas was a hottie. Yeah. Thank you. Keith will just just (laughs) Keith will just have that on his headstone when he dies, just like the young, good looking George Lucas. I, so I worked at I worked at a bookstore in college, and my dad came in one time and like acted like he was me from the future, come back to warn myself about something because he had like he like just had surgery on his eye and he had an eye patch on too. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that, I'm gonna get off here. It's getting a little late. Where am I? Yeah, so, it's yep. nine o'clock here. Yeah. All right. Well, there. take it easy, guys. I'll see you in two weeks. Um, get a, oh, get a leather left. jacket. Yes. Oh, leather jacket. Yeah. So that's what I use there. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I've been looking at that and like, yeah, like I can't decide if I want to do leather or if I want to try and like, I don't know. I've been, I'm, I'm playing around with the idea. I, I originally used like a fabric one. The leather really just takes it up a notch. Okay. Good to know. Um, Before we get off here, who wants what episodes for next episode oh did that, did that make any sense yes okay good did um i'll let you guys pick again the lotus one sounded interesting okay. i'll take that one okay so spencer is getting the wear of the lotus leatherhead i cool. guarantee there i found a picture of the fabric one spencer uh-huh it's uh like i said oh yeah it gets all frumpy it's night and day difference yeah. 
Yes. Ice. That was my ex. That was my ex. She was ice. Yeah, I, I was. I've tried to convince my wife to do ice, but she just doesn't seem interested at all. So, uh, haven't done. You know, so I don't think it'll ever happen. But who knows? Maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, she was cold as ice. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> your wife was cold as. Ooh, burn. No, Mike, your your ex was cold. Oh, as my ice. ex. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she she had her issues. It's fine, whatever. Get out of my life. Let's uh, (laughs) we'll keep digging later. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Take care. Take care.